Hey, welcome to the State of Charge podcast, a weekly podcast about keeping your spiritual batteries charged. I'm here with John Mann, who's your host. I'm Matt Swartz, your co-host, and we are in series two, toi, toi, of this podcast, looking today about grace. John, how does grace connect with our spiritual batteries? What do you think, man? I think that's a great topic for us to uh, come into this year and start on. I'm, I'm excited about it. It's going to be so. fun. I, yeah. I, 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 I'm excited because I think as we looked at the first series, like we felt good about what we talked about and wanted to, in this series, take a couple of topics and maybe dive in a little bit deeper. So there probably will be more continuity each week. Yeah. With this, so I'm excited to see where we go with it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. One of the things we're going to be trying to do here as the main topic for the next couple of weeks is going to be grace. Correct. Seasoned with other subtopics. And then towards the end, it, we will have a guest speaker. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. One that is going to be an industry leader. Oh, this is true. <laughs> In the realm of grace, so we're really excited about that. And if he hasn't already said yes, then hopefully this is like shaming and pressure on him, right, that we're talking about you. Absolutely. But he did say yes, so I'm I'm excited. Absolutely. It's going to be fun, so stay tuned to that. And grace, how does grace, for those of us that call ourselves Christ followers, how is that designed to recharge our batteries? I think it's a word that, for most Christians, it's just like saying cross. You right. just hear it all the time, right? right? And, and it can just skim right over our heads. So yep. what, uh, Grace, how does that keep us charged? What are your, um, what are kind of your going to thoughts with that? So as I was preparing for this episode, one of the things that really just kept coming to my mind is, and I don't know if this is true, but I think most of us fall on a continuum either where it's easy to really just focus on truth, mm-hmm. right? And just legalism and rule following. And then maybe sometimes the other extreme of the continuum is just grace where it's just lovey-dovey. And and I think most of us find ourselves managing a tension between, I, I want to live life where I experience grace, demonstrate grace, but I also know that it has to be intimately connected with truth. In other words, I have to see things yeah, for what they actually are, and not just what I wish they were. I mean, if I were, if I really want to experience grace, it has to start by seeing the reality, defining reality. Absolutely. Now, you know, we talk about grace and truth, but if we rewind a little bit, um, grace is one of the pillars of the Christian faith, and it was because of the truth, the state of humanity, right that Christ had to come and be our salvation. And it was salvation through grace alone. You know, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, so that anyone can boast. Um, it's because of the truth of our state. Yeah. <laughs> a lack of charge, probably. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the state of humanity was the reason why uh, we needed Christ as our salvation. And there's a lot of... Um, you know, he, he came and saved us through grace, but it was the truth. It was the the truth of the matter was the reason why it needed to be done. So I know for me, uh, coming from a legalistic background, there was uh, probably much more I lived in the, the truth side of the equation where I'm horrible, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pond-sucking scum, like, you know, literally for me where it's, that's where I lived. 
I think in moments then it's almost like a pendulum because then like it was like this this true concept of grace came and it was like the swing of like oh God just loves me but like any pendulum then it has to come back right and swing and, and kind of find this this tension to be managed. And that's been really hard for me because it's it's easy for me. The rules are great, right? Because I understand where I'm at. I understand where you're at. Mm. And it's it's great for competition, right? Like Because I can clearly see how I stack up compared to you or other people. But the challenge of grace is we're all equal, right? We're, we're all equally loved by God, seen by God, uh, the desire to be known by God. Like, it... it, it so if, if, if I live in this tension, I have to decide, well, what's more, more important to me? And the answer is yes. <laughs> and that's why it's so, that's why I think we live in this tension with it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the thing that you mentioned a minute ago is the, the bare definition of grace, um, Paul Zoll, I'm, I'm not sure who that is, but anyways, I found his definition. I thought it was very good is grace is unconditional love towards a person who does not deserve it. And when we're looking at that balancing act of grace and truth, and we know that that was given to us through Christ, and God loves us even though we don't deserve the merit that he gives to us, um, but yet he also doesn't let us live and continue right. in in the life where, where he's wanting us to, to be different. And so when we're looking at that pendulum of grace and truth, we have to be able to do that not only with ourselves, right, but we also have to be able to do that with the people that we interact with. What kind of grace am I offering to them? And, and how am I able to speak truth into their lives? And I would hope that they would want to speak truth into my life as well if we're creating that relationship with each other, right? Yeah, so even for, for you, when you interact with other people, is it easier for you to be a truth teller or a grace giver? No, much easier to be a grace person because I'm a people pleaser. Oh, yeah. So that, that's, that's my struggle, right? Where it's like because of this this tension of people pleasing, mm-hmm. right? It's like grace, 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 grace. And the, the impact of that on myself and on those I'm influencing is there's a lack of substance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was thinking about this verse, Jesus, uh, it's described, John says of him in John one fourteen, the word became flesh, dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, Full of grace and truth, hmm. and so if if I, if I want to lean into who Jesus is, that that's that's what I lean into is full of grace and truth. And so, even as I'm interacting with myself or interacting with others, I have to remember I, I am always going to err on the side of grace, and I have to lean into that truth mm-hmm. with myself and with others. Where it's uncomfortable, it it, it feels difficult because I. I don't want to create conflict. Yeah. But I also, if I'm not being truthful, I'm not actually being loving. Yeah. And I'm I'm not demonstrating grace. You know, when it comes to filling our batteries and, and keeping us charged spiritually, when we talk about grace, the comfort that I find in, in that is knowing that the Lord loves me enough to, to demonstrate his love for me, no matter what I've done. And there's a lot of comfort in that. And there's a lot of um, opportunity to recharge my batteries in knowing that. But if we'll embrace the moment and say, okay, he loves me enough to do what he's done for me. Mm-hmm. But he also loves me enough not to let me stay the same way. Yeah. 
And I think if you have a wider perspective on the truth that needs to get spoken into our lives and we give that opportunity and and allow those opportunities to change us, how much more spiritually charged are we going to be if we go through that process? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I I think we run away from that process for fear of change, for fear of exposing the truth, for fear of being known who we really are. And uh, there's a lot of um, re- retaliation. I was going to say resentment, but that's not the right <laughs> word. A lot of retaliation towards that process where, and I think that that's where a lot of us as, as Christ followers, um, the notion of grace and truth actually depletes us when it's not designed to do that. You know, it's it's designed to fill us. And I think the the most beautiful part of that, and this is the, when I think about parenting, right? So... I remember this statement that was said to me when my kids were very young, you you don't want to raise kids, you want to raise adults, Hmm. right? And so, and we we didn't do this perfectly. Like we we did not do perfect grace, perfect truth, but like you want to continue to just create an environment where they continue to become Mm self-sufficient, fully adult responsibility owning, right? And I think about that and... And you put that same thing in, in, in the process of our spiritual growth where we need to become mature like that. That's the goal. And I'm never going to become mature if I'm only leaning into grace. I'm never going to become mature if I only lean into truth. Matter of fact, I think that there's a whole segment of believers out there that are all only about truth, that they think that's maturity. Mm-hmm. Is knowledge mm-hmm. and, and just truth. And it's like, yeah, but without grace... It, it actually is a maturity that that's actually just another version of immaturity. And so for, for our personal lives, creating space for the Holy spirit to say, I need you to, to break through and, and, and show me what I struggle to see. Hmm. And, and knowing that if I'm going to give the Holy spirit that opportunity, it's not going to be comfortable, but then I have to hold on to grace and, and say, you're going to, you're going to show up and I'm going to see things and like, Oh, Ouch. But then I have to remember, you love me like Jesus, you gave your life for me. So the ouch is meant to spark maturity, hmm. not just to, like you said, leave you where you're at. Yeah. You know, one of the whole things in our goal in this podcast is practicality of living, right? So when you are thinking, we have to be seasoned with grace and truth, and as much as possible, at an equal on an equal level but there are times when you need to administer grace and there are times when you need to administer truth right what do you think is a practical formula for that in the relationships and the people that you have in your life would you give a you have yeah, any thoughts so on that? and and a lot of this is so this is where it gets really messy because it's not science it's art right So when you look at somebody and they are just rock bottom, right? They are facing the, uh, the decisions that they've made and the consequences that come with them. Like they're, they're seeing that right in that moment. I can acknowledge like, Hey, this is horrible. I can be truthful, but what they need in that moment is, but you have to, you're seeing a great like this is a great picture to understand what god wants to do that that's when someone's at that point 
we have to be able to, to come by and, and to say, that's what grace is about. And, and to just stay stuck in, in just the wallowing and in a victim mentality of what's happened. Like, how do we, they're, they're seeing truthfully where things are at. How do we help them to see grace in that moment? And conversely, like, how do we help people? And even with ourselves, like if I am, oh, Jesus, everything is good. Like everything, <laughs> like, you know, if I've still got a pulse, there's room for me to grow spiritually. And, and so if, if, if things are going really good, it, it's maybe time to start picking and saying, hmm. what, what are some areas that I, I, I need to be able to look at at my soul and understand um, there's room for growth here? Because um, as long as we're still breathing oxygen, we've not fully conformed into the person that Jesus wants us to be yet. Yeah. And that, that, that is a big deal for me. To, to enjoy grace, but to continue to be saying, Jesus, I, I need you to continue to plow beneath the surface. You know, we've already defined that I'm a people person uh, and as well as you. And so we're going to always, our initial kind of run to is going to be to err on the side of grace. But for me, the, the kind of formula that I like to run through my mind is, do I have enough relational equity mm-hmm. in the relationship that I'm challenged with uh, where I have the right to speak truth into it. Yep. Yep. And if I don't have that relational equity and what I mean by that is, is there a relationship there that has been formed and has been fostered and do I feel or the other person feel that there is permission granted for me to speak truth into their, into their lives. And if the answer is no to that, then most of the time the truth is just going to sound like a clinging gong. Right. So here's the challenge with that is if you don't have enough relational equity with the people that you're around, then, then how are you even administering grace? You know, how are you even, and then where's the opportunity for you to administer truth? And then again, I want to make sure that these are always inward focused conversations and not, not focusing on other people. So that question I need to ask myself is who do I have enough relational equity in that when I go to speak truth to them or they speak truth to me, it's seen as a sense of encouragement. It's seen as a sense of love. It's seen as a sense of, um, wanting to, wanting to spur each other on in, in faith and good deeds. Right. And so that's where I kind of feel, um, convicted, is where are those relationships at and do I have them? But that's also where I get my charge is because of knowing that I have people in my life that will speak truth into me. Yep. I've given them permission to do so and, and vice versa. They've given me permission to speak into their lives. And so there's a great, great sense of um, joy and a great sense of uh, satisfaction with that. And I want to add just one thing to that because if you begin to look, and this is a real practical take home item, if you begin to look and realize, I don't know that I have as much relational equity as I thought with others, it may be because you don't have enough relational equity with yourself. And, and that the first place to start is to really have an honest evaluation of what's going on in me. Hmm. Because if we're not being truthful with ourselves, it's very difficult to connect relationally with others. Mm-hmm. And, and so some of that is like, if, if there's someone out there and they're like, I, I just don't know that I have that relational equity, then 
then evaluate what's going on in you. Like, are you being truthful with yourself? Because if we're not truthful with ourselves, we're not going to make ourselves vulnerable to other people. Hmm. And vulnerability always starts with us. And that, that, that has been a game changer for me because um, if I'm withholding, like people can sense that and, and they will not open up. If, if they sense that I'm not really giving them the authentic me. Hmm. You've, you've heard the phrase that you can't give away something that you don't have. Right. Right. So I think that that's a great example too with, um, with grace. We can't give away grace if we have not received grace and exactly. have grace ourselves. Exactly. And so being able to talk to ourselves about that truth do, do I have enough relational equity in myself to be right. able to, to speak truth into my own life and then to be, be able to receive the grace that God gives to me? Um, because if I, don't, if I don't have grace in my life and I'm not, not experienced that grace, then how am I going to be able to, to give that away? Exactly. Exactly. Cool, man. So, well, cool, man. That was uh, kind of a fun, fun topic here yeah, for thanks, us. Man. I, I enjoyed that one. Grace and truth. Oh, I got a lot of growth I need to do with this one. Yeah? How so? Well, because I, I, I think still, like, so I'm 51, and I'm realizing. What? I know, I know. I thought you were 60. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so I, I look at myself, and I know that I still have to figure out how to be more truthful with myself and truthful with others. Like, I, I, I that is one of the largest areas of growth for me is um, to lean into the uncomfortable, because as I lean into that uncomfortable, that opens up greater opportunities for my batteries to be recharged by grace. Hmm. The, the more honest I become, the more grace I can experience. Hmm. So, you know, you can't be truthful without honesty, right? Right. And so, sure. the more honest that you are with yourself, the more that you're going to be able to experience grace and truth in our lives. And I don't think that there's. Um, well, there's a lot of things in, in our lives that, that recharge our batteries, but when it comes to recharging our batteries in grace, if we embrace the fact that God loves us unconditionally, embrace the fact that he loves us so much he doesn't want us to stay that way, um, and we walk through that journey and that process, I mean, man, that's like being plugged in all the time and yep. staying fully charged, right? Yeah, yeah I agree. Just very so, difficult to live that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's easy. Yeah. But um but yeah, it's a it's a great a great mindset for us to begin focusing on. Yep. So uh so this week was grace and how grace and truth work together. Yep. Next week's topic is still going to be grace, but it's going to be walking through uh grace as it work as it works through our life with the, the topic of shame. Yep. So you're going to want to stick around um, the podcast, um, subscribe to it. It'll come out every Wednesday, and next week is going to be on shame. So we want to thank you guys for joining us today, and uh, we look forward to doing next week with you as we still continue the conversation with grace and uh, dealing with shame that might be a part of our lives. Thanks for joining us today. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. See you next week. Take care.